And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. It's a man out! A man out! And welcome to another episode of the Movie Madhouse. I'm Rob. Jason. And Mike. And... Yes, I, I should introduce myself. <laughs> and I'm Jack. And Jack. Jack's back. Uh, we had Jack Thomas Smith on before, and uh, we were kind of cut off because of power issues. Yeah. So uh, he uh, actually agreed to come back, and yeah, we have the uh, the nuclear batteries hooked up. Yep. And the turbines are up to speed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got oxygen being pumped into the room just in case. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, Jack's not in this room. No, he's not. <laughs> Woo-hoo, bonus. <laughs> So, how have you been, Jack? <laughs> how, how have you been? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back, guys. Oh, our pleasure. It was a I'm, blast. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. It was a blast. We we were really worried. We said we had a nice conversation going the last time, and I thought maybe Jason had pissed you off and he just hung up <laughs> on us. Oh, yeah. It's my fault. He always does that to our guests. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's actually what really happened. I just came up with the uh, the, the electrical outage excuse. Oh, wow. saving his feelings. That's so nice of you, Jack. You don't have to join their side, Jack. See, Jack's a nice guy. Why can't you be more like Jack? Why can't... It's easy to go to the dark side. <laughs> we have cookies. No, you need to join Team Jason. <laughs> it's no. I know. <laughs> I regret it as soon as I said it, okay? No, it's out there. I saw the T-shirt. There was only one, but I saw the T-shirt. In crayon. <laughs> hey, I have a low budget. Seems so, spelled wrong. <laughs> we were in the middle of talking. You were talking about how one of the most important things about filmmaking is budget. Oh, right back yeah. into it. Yeah, right back into it. I'm not wasting any time. Who knows when the power's going out? Or Jason will speak. <laughs> So, what were you saying before about uh, <laughs> uh, before about uh, the budget? Like making sure you have the finances. He can see me. Yeah, remember? Um, yeah. Oh yeah, I can. I can see you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see me too. Poke Jason in the eye. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, Go yeah, on, so Bob. Be professional. <laughs> I'm trying to find out about this, people. <laughs> because you have your own projects you want to finance. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the first thing about financing a film is you have to know people with money. I mean, that's, uh, that's un- unfortunately, that is rule number one. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think what we were talking about last time was, you know, the, having to know, uh, you know, how to put together a, a business plan. Um, a budget, um, and actually, it, it's you know this is perfect timing. Um, the the craziest thing is yesterday I started talking to a uh, to a lady up in uh, Canada, up in your neck of the woods, really uh, about possibly doing uh, uh, my next film uh, up there. Uh, so I've been, yeah, I've been kind of looking into what the tax credits are up there, and I, I and I, I'm not an expert on it because I just started researching it. But it looks like Canada offers 35 percent 
Um, and then I think there's different provinces, I guess, like British Columbia. If I were to shoot there, they would add like an extra 18%. Yeah, don't go So, no. I mean, you're talking like 53% to, you know, as a tax credit to shoot in Canada. Go there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that. Well, that, that's where um, the X-Files, yeah, a lot every, a lot of a things were shot in uh, Vancouver. A lot, of, a lot of stuff is filmed in the Vancouver area. Absolutely. All the, okay. All the Stargate okay, stuff. Then, well, there you go. That's probably probably why i mean if you're if you're talking you know 53 percent of your investments protected by by a, a canadian tax credit i mean there you go i mean that's why so many films are going there makes yeah. perfect sense if the only thing that's hurting that right now is uh the exchange rate is far too close when our dollar was more devalued that's when you would see a lot of production companies were racing up here yep. to uh get everything uh Shoot, how many, there had to be a dozen shows, all from like the late 90s, early 2000s, all being worked out in Vancouver area. Yeah, Yeah, it makes sense. I I mean, I know the other thing, um, what might have actually hurt you guys, um, was back in 2004, um, uh, believe it or not, W actually signed uh, Section 181. which, you know, it's funny, I mentioned W because, you know, you would figure, you know, Hollywood hated him so much. Yeah. Oh, no, um, he was great yet, cannon fodder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, Hollywood hated him. But, but what's funny is that in 2004, he signed Section 181, which is a federal tax incentive to keep films in the United States. And because so many films were going to Canada and going to Europe, and essentially what Section 181 did was it, it allowed you to deduct that year's investment in a film as, as a complete loss as opposed to over the course of three years. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so if someone invested in a film literally on December 31st, 2004, they could take that entire investment and write it off as a loss for that year. Um, and I think that kind of, you know, that stopped that the, the, the bleeding of all the films leaving the U.S. I can believe that, yeah. And now when you look so, at that, a, song, a lot of stuff's being filmed in the Atlanta area now. Yeah. And yes. that's over the last, like, five to ten years. That's really been the case. 35% uh, state tax credit. So um, you have the Section 181 in the U.S. on the federal level, and then state by state, Atlanta has 35%. Um, and actually, though, I think the Section 181, I don't know if Obama re-signed it. So that's oh. I, I, I know it was good through the end of 2013. I'll have to double-check um, and see if he did renew it in 2014. Um, but, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you have Louisiana, you have Georgia. Um, those are kind of the two. You know, Michigan, uh, you know, on paper, they used to have a great tax incentive, but the, the word on the street was that they weren't honoring them. Oh, really? So, um, you know, because obviously the state of Michigan is just broke. So well, good luck suing them to get your tax <laughs> no credit. So Michigan right now, they're, that's where they're filming uh, Batman versus Superman. Yep. Yeah. So in yeah. Detroit, there's... DC stuff going all over the place in uh, Detroit right now. So I, I either somebody's nailed somebody to the wall about this tax credit, or nobody knows about <laughs> Michigan uh, pulling the carpet out from underneath them. I mean, or they don't care. I mean, that that could be the other thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe yeah. the big studios. It's not. But I mean, on paper, Michigan offers forty uh, percent, and then <clears throat> if you shoot in Wayne County, which is where Detroit is. 
they offer an additional 2%. So, I mean, that's 42% right there. And I'm, and I'm not sure what the caps are. I mean, if you're talking, you know, the new Batman movie, I mean, the budget could be like $200 million. So I don't know if the, if the state of Michigan's going to cut them a check for, you know, whatever, like 80 million to I shoot there. The state of Michigan's going to give Affleck and those guys parts of Detroit. Anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sam Tramick is yours, man. <laughs> it's now called Affleckville. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm honestly not sure. I've heard a lot of horror stories about the Michigan tax credits. So that, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think a lot of that had to do with uh, the the administration of Kwame Kilpatrick, the guy he just went to jail sure. for a lot of fraud. I think that was caught up in it. I yeah. think the new administration in Detroit is trying to clean up the image to attract more uh, production companies. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that would be awesome because, you know, my next film takes place in Michigan. Um, It it takes place on a small island in Michigan. I I actually based it on Grozeal. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Grozeal. I've heard of it, yep. Yeah, so that's... Perfect world. I would love to shoot my next film on Grozeal. I mean, that's I, I lived on Grozeal when I was a kid. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm originally from Philly. My family's all from Philly, but my dad got a job transfer out to Michigan, and um, I lived on Grozeal for like three years. And that island always stuck in my head for for a horror film, you know. And uh, basically, what the premise is of my next film it's it's called In the Dark. And it's a, a, a small island in Michigan that gets overrun by, like, zombie vampire creatures. Sweet. And, oh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. There. So they're, they're, they're vampires, but they're, they're all uh, uh, they're rotted out. So, I mean, this isn't Twilight, you know. Good so man. it's like a high it, – they're really vampires, but they're, they're going to be, like, rotting out, and they're, like, crazed. They're, they're frenzied to feed. So when they feed on people, they're, like, tearing them apart. Oh, cool. no. I'm yeah, there. so it's it's cool. Pick me. I'll be there. I'm going casting. I'll be one of the zombies. You can't cast me as a zombie vampire, though, because I'll be the only smiling zombie vampire. <laughs> Yay, I'm so, a zombie. I will definitely let you guys know. I mean, for sure. I mean, I'm right now I'm working on the financing. The script is all done. I got my storyboards ready to roll. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually contacted um, uh, Stargate Studios. They're the ones that do all the effects for Walking Dead. So I'm going to nice, reach out to nice. them. I'm going to re- reach out to ILM and start getting some bids on it. Sure. Um, <laughs> but if this if this does go through in Canada, um, I mean, we'll we'll see. Ironically enough, I started talking to this lady. Uh, she lives in in Vancouver, and uh, you know, she was telling me about potential investors that she knows in the area, and she was explaining the tax credits. And I guess if you do your your digital effects in Canada, they'll give you a twenty percent discount on it. So nice. I mean. Everything's sounding good, man. I mean, I might be up there next year, you know, so uh, we'll see how it plays out. I'm pretty confident if you wanted to film in Chatham, Ontario, (laughs) if you slip the mayor 20 bucks, he'll let you do it. (laughs) It is an election. Yeah, it's an election year right now. (laughs) I'll tell you, though, i got to get Rob Ford in the film now. Oh. Just have him shamble on through. Oh. Wink at the camera. <laughs> no. oh. Doesn't even have to be in makeup. He already oh. looks. He already looks half dead. 
Do you know in <laughs> Toronto? Mean, have you guys noticed that Rob Ford is is like the real life Chris Farley? Yes, <laughs> basically yes. No, I mean, or I should say, a reincarnated Chris Farley. You know, when that whole story blew up last year, I think it was last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was the same week that Rob Ford was giving or selling these bobbleheads for charity. <laughs> Right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, wow, the guy's got guts. So I actually bought one, but I got to take mine back because mine's got a crack in it. Uh, <laughs> crack in it. Yeah, get it? Yeah. Comedy yeah. flag. These are the jokes here, people. No, they are not. No. No, they are not. <laughs> oh. Be a sparkly vampire because comedy? No. No? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sparkly. I'll tell you what, if Chris Farley didn't die, though, I mean, he would have been perfectly cast in the Rob Ford story. Oh, no, it, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was the role he was born to play, you know? Oh, wow. That this, is unreal. He, he, he's a... Rob Ford is a parody of himself if there ever was one. Mm, I just The guy... I don't know how much of the news you've seen of Ford when he was not in rehab yet, but he actually went after a city councilor in a city council meeting. <laughs> he was I saw that. He was in his chair. He was he was half asleep. The city councilor said something. Rob jumps up, runs across council, and almost attacks this lady. <laughs> lady, lady. And yeah, I like, say he almost knocked her down. Right? Yeah, yeah. I saw it, that. Just. Amazing what this guy has done and is still in the position he's in. He's he's watched yeah. too many Star Wars movies. That sounds like aggressive negotiations to me. <laughs> but, but isn't it sad? Last I heard, there's a good chance he's getting reelected. Oh yeah, he's like a rock star. <laughs> oh yeah, why wouldn't they reelect him? Oh, he said he's. Oh my God, that's that's insane. Uh, they flew him out to California yeah. to do an interview. From his shenanigans from Toronto. Hey, he was on the talk show circuit for a while. Yep. So they're going to censor the censure the crap out of him, but he's still going to yeah. be the mayor. It's it's amazing, absolutely amazing. Well, you know what? I don't know if you guys remember. Do you remember uh, the mayor of uh, Washington D.C., Marion Mar- Barrett? Marion yes. Barrett. Yep. Bought smoke and crack and yep. got reelected. Yep. Well, now it's our turn. That's our turn. Yep. <laughs> See, that's what it is. We're always behind the curve a little bit. Yeah. Said, our, the Americans lead the way. Little brother Canada goes, oh, yeah, we'll try it. <laughs> Fifteen years down the road. Yeah. So. See, Rob Ford's a visionary. No, he's not. He's a copycat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, he's a delayed visionary. Huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. You, you just said that he's watched too many movies or whatever. To act that way, I had that experience today. I'm leaving work. I've got my car keys in one hand. I've got a can of pop in the other. And I see two, like, large security armored, you know, Brinks security guys with bags. They're for, they're for at my work. And I'm, I immediately had this vision in my head of, like, throwing the pop at one guy and <laughs> jabbing the keys at the other guy and taking the money. I've watched too many action movies. <laughs> Do you realize, of course, these guys would have filled your ass full of holes? Oh, I know. I know. But I, just, I had this vision. I could have got away with it, too, if it wasn't for you meddling kids. I started chuckling a little bit to myself, and I'm just shaking my head. I'm like, oh, man. That's when fantasy you know, reality actually, is You know, actually, funny. That just, uh, you just reminded me of something. I heard this years ago on the radio. I was driving. I guess there was a story, I want to say in California, it was one of those, you know, armored uh, trucks, you know, filled with money. And I guess the back door opened for, for whatever reason. It wasn't locked. I heard and this And a bag too. of money hit the ground. 
and the car behind it. I mean, honestly, I would have done it too. The car behind it, the guy stopped, grabbed the bag of money and took off with it. And they did eventually catch him. And he, he got something like 10 years in jail because they were saying it was almost it was no different than if he had, you know, robbed the truck. And, and But I'm sitting there like, how many people in that position would have done the same exact thing? I mean, come on, you know, be honest. If, if a bag of money fell out of a truck right in front of me, I probably would have done the same damn thing. Absolutely. How could it be robbing the truck when they basically handed it to you? Yeah. <laughs> and they dropped it in your lap. <laughs> that's how you cover up embarrassment. You throw them in jail. Yeah, uh-huh. that's it. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, well, he said, there's no way, even if the guy was honest, and I air quoted honest, to take the bag of money and he drives up ahead of the Brinks truck and he's trying to flag these guys down, there's no one hell this Brinks truck is going to stop. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. So he had he was better off live it up for a day and a half and <laughs> spend, the done. spend the next ten years making yeah. friends in prison. <laughs> no, I think from watching the Orange is the New Black, he'd be a hero. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I hear that's based on reality. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's based on a book. I don't yeah. know if the book's a true story. Uh, but it's a friggin' amazing show, I'll tell you that. I just finished I, watching it. I've honestly never seen it. Is it good? Oh, it's amazing. Great series. When you think you know what's going to happen, uh, they come from left field. Oh, great. Now I know not to expect anything. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it either, Jack. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I got, I got three episodes left. Oh. Yeah. I know. It's, it, I can feel the ramp up. I just finished off the last I said three episodes left and I can feel it ramping up and I'm going, There's some shit gonna be happening <laughs> right soon. So well they just they just fired Mendez. Yep. So fired and arrested. Yep. See Jack, they're so. just ruining it for us. I know. Oh, yeah, sorry. Thanks, guys. Spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah, now it's too late. <laughs> Stop the podcast. Go back. <laughs> okay. All I'm gonna listening. tell you is when on the finale you have to watch right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. You gotta watch. Wait for the end of the second season finale. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, You're not going. Not not going to. No, well, like some people would go. Okay, this is it. This is it. You know, they they think. Okay, that's it. I'm not. But no, it. You get a holy uh, shit moment. That's so the last thing you see after credits scene. <laughs> no, not even after credits. Just a holy shit moment, and that's the last thing you see. Jason's advice is: Hey, watch the whole show. <laughs> Some people will drift out, at, you know, in the last once they, they think it's the end. Okay, you think it's over. Okay. The last, the last moments of the last season was somebody getting shanked at that. <laughs> so I'm going to stick it out to the end. So this this, well, this is just telling me they 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 like to take it right up to the credits. So and this actually brings up a topic that maybe we can get Jack's opinion on too. We had one of our listeners write in. Because everybody knows about my love for sons. Tomorrow, it starts again for the seventh season. All right? I'm surprised you're not having a party. <laughs> if I wasn't working, I would. <laughs> oh, you're not calling in sick? I wish. <laughs> but our, our friend John, he was on the last podcast. He wrote in and said, isn't it weird to glorify all this violence? You know? That, okay, I... That was brought up, and I have to think it doesn't so much glorify it as it puts it into the light of this is fantasy. Any sane person would realize that this is just fantasy. So 
this is the stuff people wish they could do, but the society says, no, you can't. Yeah. And you, everybody likes the bad boy. That's what these shows are. See, it reminds me of Facebook. There's a picture of Foghorn Leghorn sticking a, putting a stick of dynamite under the dog. Yeah. And underneath it says, we didn't have to say, don't try this at home before because people weren't morons. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's true. Because, yeah, like... To, to say, isn't it bad to glorify this kind of violence? That's almost feeding the people that need warning labels on a cup of coffee telling you it's too hot. Common sense tells you <laughs> it's going to be hot. Okay. Common sense is now a superpower. <laughs> Pretty much. And, okay, I, I'm stealing that directly from Deadpool quote. So mm-hmm. he said, it's, he goes, Shh, my common sense is tingling, that kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know about in Canada, but in the U.S., everyone is so so happy. And we're getting that. Way. Is that the same up there? We're it's getting, getting there. there. It's getting. Yeah, there. it's. And I think that's really what it is. I think people play convenient. They're conveniently stupid um, when it comes to sewing. That's what I think. It's like, oh well, they didn't tell me how hot that coffee was, and it's and it's all a bunch of crap. I mean, that's that's how I say it. Uh, where, where is it on that coffee cup? Where does it say cautioned hot drink? Yeah. Somewhere. It, yeah. it says it on the on the uh, McDonald's ones. Yeah. Because McDonald's got their asses sued huge. I'm sure it says it on there, too, somewhere. Uh, somewhere. I'm not going to tip it over and look. Maybe <laughs> it's, it's on the bottom, Mike. It's, it's the bottom. Oh, don't, don't <laughs> coffee on your laptop. Oh, nobody warned me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coffee in laptops. Sue Tim Hortons. Sue Tim Hortons yeah. because they didn't tell you if you turn the cup upside down, right. the contents will drop out. And I know yeah. it said Burger King just dropped twelve billion dollars on Tim Hortons. I'm going to get a piece of that. Pie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Burger King did just buy Tim Hortons. Yes, they? yes they did. Actually, you guys are going to be getting a lot of revenue out of that one, man. Mm-hmm. Well, said that. I, that was a big strategic move by Tim. Why the hell, the hell did this get into the Tim Hortons? <laughs> but it, it was a strategic move that for Tim Hortons to get more coverage into the States because I know, like I said, it's a pandemic here in Canada. Like I said, you can't, it's like Starbucks. Everywhere. Everywhere. And now Starbucks is starting to get their hooks into Canada, too. So we're just exchanging crack for heroin. (laughs) Well, and it's also, from what I understand, a a business move on Burger King's part. Because to to move into another country, you have to file all sorts of paperwork. Uh, But if you buy into an existing company... It eliminates 90% of that. Right. Now, I know Burger King's already in Canada. I do believe this was a move to go into another country, though. Uh-huh. And as long yeah, as... What, I, what I'm understanding is is that in the the United States, has, and it's funny, we were talking about tax credits before, same thing. Um, the, the corporate tax rate is the highest in, in the world in the U.S. They have a third, we have a 35% corporate tax rate. So by Burger King buying, it's Tim Horton is what it's called, the yeah. chain, Tim, Tim Horton. Tim so by buying that chain, they could essentially move their corporate office to Canada and, they and become a, a Canadian company. And that way they pay Canadian taxes instead of American. That's that's what everyone is saying down here. Makes yeah. sense. That's that's yeah. what yeah, that's the article I read is yeah, they're moving their their global headquarters up here. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yep, that's so there what you I go. was reading. I only so, have to read those articles. I mean, and that's you know, it's it's you know, why I I don't understand why this country doesn't lower their corporate tax rates. I just, I mean, we. It was funny. I was watching it today on TV. They were saying there's trillions of dollars 
that are being made by other countries because America's corporate tax rate is so high. So I don't know. Well, there's a th- there's an article in Wired magazine. They were talking about uh, how a lot of the corporations, the major corporations in the states, are now filing taxes in Ireland. They're saying mm-hmm. there it, it there's some sort of tax loophole going yes. around and around, and trillions of dollars are going through Ireland and then disappearing <laughs> and showing up. Is it the money? I think it is. <laughs> you know, Sons of Anarchy Belfast. Uh, yeah, that's what it They're is. the ones helping it. Yeah. <laughs> Subdued the warehouse. This is Google's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but right back to Sons, too. Did you notice that? Yeah, yes. nice segue. Yes. See, he's still pissed off about the expanded universe of Star Wars. Now it's everything is Sons related. I'm sorry, Star Wars? What's that? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, we don't talk about Star Wars here anymore. <laughs> One of my biggest collections, like, uh, I, I used to be a Star Wars junkie, and I, I still am, okay? I used to collect the novels. I didn't collect mm-hmm. the toys or anything like that. I collected the novels. Disney bought Lucasfilm, and right. Kathleen Kennedy decides, okay, you know what? The expanded universe never happened. We're going to move it over to this side, call it Legends, and we're starting fresh. And it's like, yeah. son of a... So those <laughs> 400 books you had on that shelf, yep. Yep. they're now all meaningless. Yep. <laughs> and all that history is done because they're not making any more books for it. They're just, it's dead. Oh, jeez. And it was those Wait, people you... that bought those books that kept it alive. Not no more. Now the mouse What is are your thoughts it. on the new Star Wars? I mean, do you think J.J. Abrams going to uh, do a good job or do you think it's going to become like a Disney franchise? I think it'll start out good. But okay. by the mass production that they're talking, where one a, one a year, I think it will slowly turn into a Disney franchise. There's yeah. not enough green screens on the planet to uh, work, get through all the mass production that they're talking about. But yeah, like you said, one a year, major movie spinoff, major movie spinoff. That's just a ridiculous schedule. Well, no, now they are maintaining the three-year schedule. So the, the major movie, then they're going to have two spinoffs, a major movie. Two spinoffs. Oh, okay. So they are maintaining that. Well, I'm interested to see where they take these spinoffs because I, w- I want to see a solo Boba Fett movie. I, yeah, that would be cool. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And then um, a, young, a young Yoda. Because we had this debate about when Yoda was fighting Palpatine about the Force Lightning. Mm-hmm. And you were saying that... The only way somebody has to to control force lightning is if they have a touch of the dark side in them. And Yoda touch, did this no problem. So there's a story there. Yep. So that's something maybe the expanded universe. Oh, never mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that's cold. I know. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Is that Rob on the ground? Let's just kick him a couple more times. <laughs> What's well, the best way to kick a guy is when he's down? Oh, man, oh, man. <sighs> um, Cheer up, son. Sun starts tomorrow. You know what? I'm going to turn off these mics. And it's just Jack and I now because Jack's my friend. <laughs> wow, wow. That's all right. Welcome yeah. to my side, man. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's what you want to be, isn't it? <laughs> but I, I honestly think J.J. Abrams... Jack can keep talking to me. This is stopping right here. <laughs> I honestly Time to think... reconsider, huh? Uh, we went over this blackmail with him the last time. <laughs> what? What? No, I belong to <laughs> <laughs> 
I think J.J. Abrams will do a good job, like especially with the first one, because there's so much pressure. You know, he has to appease a lot of people. Yes. Sure. But then they can slowly taper it to whatever they want after this movie. Well, I think, listen, once they do the first spinoff, you will see the watering down take in. Um, because there's no pressure to do, like, to this next one has to be the biggest thing out of the gate. Yeah. And yeah. after that, the, the high water mark will be set. There's no way they're going to be able to reach it again. Now it just keeps going down and down. Oh, new feature. We might get back halfway to where it was. So it's diminishing returns, I'm thinking. Yeah. Makes sense. I don't know. After, okay, because you can't go a week without mentioning Kevin. Kevin's. Damn it. Yes, we can. (laughs) See, look at that. I like Kevin, but (laughs) not nearly on the passionate level. Well. He, you know, him, his visitor set. Just before he started talking about Kevin, he pulled a condom out of his pocket. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Okay, go ahead. As we know, Kevin Smith got to visit the set, and his reaction, and really the only thing he could say about it is, J.J. is doing it right. And I, I, uh, I, I, Relate to Kevin Smith a lot. He, he his sensibilities. We I, we share similar sensibilities, interests, and whatnot. So I can believe his opinion. And by when relate, he means fantasize. <laughs> yeah, pretty <Yes>. much. <laughs> but if Kevin says they're doing it right, I'm in. It's the, I'm I'm yeah. gonna believe it wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't yeah. fully on board with the new Star Wars, but after hearing that, I'm in 100. percent You know, I would fall in line if I heard George Lucas say they're doing it right. But at this point, he just took $4 billion for his company, so he might just be saying it. <laughs> yeah, sure, it's good. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're filming way too far away from his like a private island resort that he's living in or wherever that is. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he has his own space station now. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> And and honestly, I don't I don't know if I I mean I'd hate to say this, but I don't know if I would take his opinion seriously based on Phantom Menace. You know? <laughs> okay, you can't argue that point, <laughs> right? I mean, maybe if George Lucas said, you know, hey, this looks terrible, we should almost you know take uh, comfort in that. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> If it's bad, it must Sorry. be good. And yeah, no, no, <laughs> the reverse this psychology is the that you're looking for. <laughs> yes, absolutely, George. <laughs> Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> I mean, Jar Jar Binks. I mean, oh. seriously, guys. Holy crap! I mean, that one character literally almost destroyed an entire franchise. Well, absolutely, it actually destroyed a galaxy because it's Jar Jar's fault that they had the Clone Wars. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, me, Jar Jar. That's right. Well, I do like somebody on YouTube had taken the Phantom Menace and they edited out every scene that Jar Jar was in, and it actually made for a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> I need that copy. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta see that. That's oh, awesome. Fantastic. It got yanked right away, but it was. Huh. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna find that. Yeah, somewhere. Well, so, I think they when. As two and three, they learned their lesson with Jar Jar because in two, they really watered Jar Jar down. Even in three, they made him serious Jar Jar. Was he even in it? Uh, I don't even remember him in the third one. 
Uh, he was all senatorial at that point in time. And oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was the guy that, hey, let's get Palpatine in charge and give him free reign. That was two. Yeah. Yep. But then three, somebody goes, oh. <laughs> we better stop him from, from talking. Yep. I think he was assassinated in the three. <laughs> Bonus scene. Yes. It's one of those Easter eggs. <laughs> There's multiple takes, different ways they kill him. Oh. It's a half hour show. It's a fan, it's a fan favorite thing. <laughs> Quick, get him in that back to tank. Heal him back up. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's what it is. They throw him in the back to tank, heal him back up, kill him again. Throw him back in the back to yeah. tank. <laughs> we can make this an hour and a half. Absolutely. Here we go. The many deaths of Jar Jar Binks. That's episode three point five. But that's the one that would make the most money of every movie ever it made. Would. Oh yes. It would. Can you imagine the merchandising we oh. can do? Oh, oh yeah. Merchandising. Merchandising. Uh, video game tie-ins. We're board game. Head, but we heard Jar Jar Binks. Oh. Yes. That would be a nice smartphone app. Just kill How many different ways to kill Jar Jar? <laughs> <laughs> oh, aha! Copyrighted movie madhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So now you said you are getting ready for your next movie, right? Yeah. And uh, hopefully filming in Michigan, if not somewhere close to Chatham. Right. Yeah, I, I would. I would love to. I mean, it, it takes place in Michigan, so I, Canada works for me if I can pull it off. Well, see, I'm trying to segue because I invited yeah, him. Handed him. <laughs> I invited Jack to our uh, cosplay event next year. Oh, yes. So he, he's got to be in the area. See where I'm going with this? Yeah. <laughs> Vancouver's too much of a cost. Yeah. I'm flying back for a day. So I mean, man, if you, if you want to film in Chatham, I'll shoot the mayor the twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to pay for your own ticket to get into the cosplay. <laughs> Well, yeah, after that, I'm broke. <laughs> now, I did want to ask one thing, too. Um, with your filmmaking, is that your occupation now? Or are, is this a, a side job with your main job? Or Oh, no. I mean, this is what I do. I mean, this is it. I'm full-time, man. I mean, uh, thank God. Yeah, now, I, I mean, I do I do own another business, which is great. I mean, it's I, I have a marketing business, mm-hmm. um, which has been perfect because I basically tied that in with marketing infliction. So, oh, good point. Um, so it's great. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm literally home full-time, 24-7. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. And trying to get the next film. Okay. We, we, we thought we were losing you there for a second. Yeah, you're all, you're breaking up now. Uh-oh. We're breaking up. That's it. Jason's first. You're gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not us. It's you. <laughs> now I can hear you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he can hear the breakup. That's good. <laughs> hear the tears from Jason hitting the floor. We were just breaking <laughs> up with Jay. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. But see, that's the position I would love to get into because right now, good luck uh, in my future endeavors. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right now, I'm, I'm doing the filming, but it's as a part-time hobby thing. Sure. And it's annoying because I want to do it full time. <laughs> do it full time then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the people like when I pay bills. Oh. Yeah, see, there's that, that loophole, yeah. you know, I mean, you have to pay for things. that's most people, you know? Yes. Because <laughs> uh, actually we have to film this weekend. 
and uh, I also have to do papers for school and work. And it's like, yeah. hmm, I'll breathe in there at some point. <laughs> Sleep when you're dead. Yeah, that uh, that's that's my motto. <laughs> what are what are you shooting? Uh, actually, we were working on a movie last summer, and we ran into some problems with one of the talent. <laughs> <laughs> problems, problems. <laughs> that's putting it lightly. <laughs> so we actually thought the movie was dead, and we have to get it through legal channels. But uh, we spoke with one of the uh, the um, extras that was there. Like he had a small role, and he sent us into an area where. Are you we- kidding me? What's that? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. You keep cutting in and out. Oh, okay. Um, We were having uh, issues with one of the talent and where we thought the movie was dead and we'd have to seek legal action against her, right? I mean, him or her. It could be either. Them. Them, yes. (laughs) So uh, we we ran into one of our uh, extras, like one of the small cast members, and he was asking us about it. And he sent us in a direction for the story that we had ever never even thought of. Sure. So the, the premise of the story, okay. um, it's called A Heart's Journey. Are you still hearing us? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I keep getting you in and out. That's, that's, I'm, ca- I'm, ca- I'm following you so far, but it's like, uh, it's cutting in and out. Oh, okay, yeah. Actually, our, uh, our bars over here just turned yellow. Uh-oh. That's so not good. That just means it's a bad connection. We're still connected. All right, talk faster. Yeah, yeah, I can still hear you, but you were cutting in and out. Okay. The basic premise of the movie is about a uh, girl that loses her boyfriend in an accident, and she's Mm -hmm. trying to come to terms with that death. I can see you, Mike. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Shit, that's weird. The the character is uh, into dance and the whole bit, so the the premise of the movie at that point was to use dance to help her come out of it. Weren't you in the movie? Yes. Right? Ignore those two for a second. (laughs) The best scene is the stuff with Rob dancing in a tutu. No, that's on the cutting room floor. No, it's not. (laughs) I'm I'm following you. Dang it. (laughs) So um, our final scene was what was left to be shot. It was the big dance recital. And she kept blowing off practices and not showing up for practices. So we had to cancel the film. All right? Okay. And... uh, Oh, my God. uh, Yeah, it wasn't fun. But in this movie, there was also uh, an uncle of the boyfriend that used to, like, hit on her and things like that. So we actually turned it, the movie called Heart's Journey, we thought it was Jessica's heart, like the main character. We turned it into his with obsession more than anything. Right. Does that make sense? Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, no, I'm following you. Yeah, no, that sounds great. So this weekend, and I think in two more weeks, we're actually shooting the final scene, so we'll be able to finally put it together. Oh, that's great. I mean, if you don't mind me asking, um, Mm -hmm. did you type of signed contract with this person? Oh, yes. All of our all of our talent signed contracts. Like, we had everything oh, we did needed. I, did yeah. I lose you again? Crap. Just a little bit, yeah. But we got you back. Smoking. So, okay, yeah, now I can hear you. Yeah, everybody had signed contracts. Um, it was just a matter of upholding it. You know what I mean? Like, I got you. Yeah, I mean, the last thing you want to do is sue someone. I get it. But, I mean, it's, you know, the problem is, is that and um, 
you know, in the indie world, I mean, you know, it, it's like the power constantly shifts. You yeah. know, it's like in the, in the beginning, you know, the director, the producer, the investors, they have all the power. But then when you start shooting, all the power goes to the talent, you know? Pretty much, and, yeah. I mean, thank God I've never had that happen where someone bailed on me, but um, I'm sorry to hear it. Oh, no. Like I said, we, we figured I mean, it out. So, so you found a solution to it. That's most important. Exactly. I had a solution, but oh. he didn't like my solution. What was your solution? Hmm. The zombie apocalypse selling somebody into sla- the sex slavering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't quite fit. No. <laughs> what? The zombie apocalypse always fits. That's what I said. It's a great twist. It always works, no matter what the situation is. You never see it coming. That's like, you know, in case of emergency, break glass, and there's the zombie apocalypse. You want to jump a shark? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> That'll be the next episode of the Movie Madhouse podcast. The zombie edition. It's just, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I'll have to get John Murray in to show us how to do proper zombie stuff. Yes. So, yeah, for your next movie, then, you're going to have these zombie-type vampires. How are you going to be doing that uh, makeup-wise? Uh-oh. 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 Um, well, uh, okay, did you lose me again? I think so. It was a long pause. We wondered. <laughs> oh, okay. Can you hear me now? Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Uh, it's breaking cool. up. Um, <clears throat> well, what we're going to do, it's going to be all on set uh, prosthetic effects. Um, my uh, One of my best friends is Vincent Guastini. Ironically, we were talking about Kevin Smith. Uh, Vinny did uh, the, the effects on Dogma. He did Jay and Silent Bob. Oh. Um, I mean, he did uh, Requiem to a Dream. I mean, Vinny's done major films. Mm, and nice. uh, he actually did the effects on Infliction. Um, so, yeah, he's one of my best friends. Great guy. Uh, um, he did Key Girl recently. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Which one? Um, but anyway, so Vinny will be doing all those effects on location. And then, you know, I mean, you hate to say it, but you are going to have to pepper in a little bit of CGI. Um, you know, some of because the, there's going to be some big scenes where there's going to be like hundreds and hundreds of these things. So, you know, you'll have your oh. base zombies on, on location and then just have to, you know, copy them over in CGI. But that, honestly, not, not to get off subject, but that's, that's where CGI doesn't bother me. I, I, you know, I, I hate seeing, you know, the CGI blood and the CGI, um, you know, the, the, the creature effects and all that. I love the, the old school process. I, I am 100% with you there. Um, but I think in certain elements it does. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so that's kind of the plan there is that we'll be doing that, uh, you know, we'll be doing that on location. Um, and then, you know, and then however we have to do to enhance it, you know, in post we will, you know, that- uh, um, ideally, you know, I want to do as much natural as possible. Absolutely. I know I watched Spartacus and I love the series. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of fake blood and a lot of, um, like, it's not fake blood, but CGI blood, CGI weapons. It had blood splash the camera. Exactly. So that is just, it, it's Yui Bull doing a video game movie. <laughs> That's what Don't that even is. mention that name. Well, we have to. It turns my stomach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> You can. God, he's brilliant. You can be in a, a, 
any place that sells DVDs, movies, and you can smell his movies on the shelf. <laughs> you don't even have to look. You can just smell it. Ow. Nope, there's one over there. <laughs> when I first discovered him, it was I, I stayed up really late at night to watch House of the Dead. <laughs> I stayed up really late at night, and I'm not a night owl. I was on uh, the movie network. So, you know, I pay a monthly subscription. So if you figure out the amount of movies that they show when I, we're talking two cents to cost the cost for me to watch this flick. I wanted my freaking money back. <laughs> and, and then I, and then I got on the, you know, got on the internet looking at how big of crap this was. And I discovered it was Uwe Boll or Uwe Boll, however you want to pronounce it. And the rest of his crap movies. <laughs> Somebody came into my house with a movie, say, just after Lord of the Rings came out, and said, hey, you like fantasy movies, you like Lord of the Rings, you should check this one out, and it was a Dungeon Siege tale. <laughs> they handed it to me with two, I said, no, don't even, don't even let me touch it, get it out of my house. Wow. <laughs> yes, I did a little animated about, you said, oh, I can't stand his movies. I don't. You see, I'm, I'm listening to you, and I'm getting the feeling you don't like him. Not at all. <laughs> and I will gladly say that. And he'll probably want to challenge me to a boxing match because he's done that. But he's friggin' ripped. Yeah. But all he does is make crap movies and work out. <laughs> and cash checks. Yes, but if you notice, his production has slowed down. He was pumping out a lot of movies fairly quick. Because his production company is based in Germany, and there you talk about tax breaks. He was, I, I, if I heard correctly, Germany at one point had like ninety percent. Well, see, that's why it slowed down because he's got to crawl over the bags of money to get out his front door. <laughs> you see, and it's harder every movie. You know, they just pile it up. <laughs> well, I heard that Germany did close that th those tax loopholes or whatever, so that's kind of what slowed him down. But it hasn't stopped him. <laughs> And, and somebody needs to. And video games stop getting shit. Yeah. So. yeah, you're absolutely right. <sighs> I have not yet seen one. Ugh. You're much the Ugh. better for it. <laughs> but I have seen The Human Centipede. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Did you see the second one? No. I did. Because the stupid completist in me goes, oh, there's a sequel. So you haven't watched the third one then? Not yet. <laughs> it's not out yet. It's The Human Millipede because, you know, it can't get bigger. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, wow. And now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, 
Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. So, yeah, hopefully we can uh, get Infliction shown at uh, CKX next year. Yeah, I'm looking it's going to be a blast. Yeah, and hopefully, if everything goes well, you'll be seeing ours there too. What? Yeah, Arts Journey will be there. I, oh, I, would, I thought you were talking about awesome. his. No, well, maybe we'll show Jason's. <laughs> <laughs> they star in the friggin' movie and they have no support for it. <laughs> what, do I look like a bra? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not about support, okay? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, what's with you in the bad jokes today? He's not waving his comedy flag yeah. like he's supposed to. I, I knew what he was trying to do, and it was not bad. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, tired. you should be sorry. <laughs> I'm tired. I want to be in bed. <laughs> oh, way to insult our guest. Uh, I'm sorry, Jack. We <laughs> apologize for Rob's insensitivity, Jack Thomas. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> the opinions of Rob do not respect the <laughs> opinions of the other two. <laughs> of the other two. Yeah, I like that. Mike and Jason, I guess. That's their names, right? Yeah. So, yeah. This is the throw people under the bus segment of the show. <laughs> it's usually Jason. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. So, have you, uh, other than your own movies, have you seen anything that, uh, lately that you, you're really digging, Jack? Or 
Um, yeah, I mean, you know, and it's funny because I've been so consumed with marketing my film. It's <laughs> like I just haven't had time to watch a lot of stuff. You know what I saw um, recently was American Hustle. I really dug that. I, I don't know if you've seen it or not. Oh, yeah. Yes. Phenomenal flick. Right? I mean, that was great, man. I mean, my only <clears throat> my only thing was it was it felt a little like Goodfellas, like the whole style to it. But that's okay. Goodfellas is my all-time favorite movie. So it, it um, did have that I feel. dug it. Yeah. So that, that period 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 piece, I guess, that yeah. would be because of the way it was – when it was set, you kind of get that feel. And it was just – it just – it was – Blew my mind watching that movie. It was just so well done. And it's right from the opening where you're watching Bale, and you can hardly recognize him. No. And watch him yeah. go through that meticulous routine with the hair. It was just, yeah. it's so yeah. simple, but it was intriguing to watch. Like, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> well, I said, the last time I saw Bale, he was Batman. Yeah. And then right. to jump to America Hustle, it was like, whoa, okay, yeah. I, I know he's a chameleon. But that is like the polar opposite of Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah. You yeah. go from American Hustle to The Machinist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen that one, Jack? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Christian Bale's amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Because one of my other favorite actors is Gary Oldman. Oh. And he used to be the exact same way. He hasn't so much lately because He's all the characters been kind of mainstream. Yeah. But, like, he went from. Uh, oh, he's great. Yeah, in True Romance, he yes. played a, a wannabe Jamaican oh. kind of pimp. Ah, ah, that was great. Yeah, Air Force One, he was yeah. that Russian soldier. Like, so many different yeah, kind yeah. of roles. Yeah, gotta, yeah. gotta love range. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love range. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. I, I'll tell you, my favorite actor right now is Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, he's amazing. I think he's amazing. Ever since my left foot, I've liked his acting. Yep. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I've liked some of. I haven't seen Lincoln, um, and I never, good. I never did watch Gangs of New York. Oh. And I know that's supposed oh. to be a phenomenal movie. <laughs> I've, but I've never watched it. But my, my biggest problem with Daniel Day Lewis is he hasn't stepped down from the stoop. He, he only does those big, big period, big acting pieces. He hasn't. Step down to do something a little more mainstream, a little more, you know, actiony or comedy or anything. I haven't seen him do anything like that. Why would he? I would like to see that. You talk about range. Yeah. Give me a little bit of that. Yeah, I, agree, I agree with you, man. Why would he? Just, I, don't, yeah. I don't. I don't know. See, range means your ability to play characters. It doesn't mean your ability to star in stupid comedies. It doesn't <laughs> have to be. Just. Give me something a little different. I know he can act the hell out of anything. Uh-oh. I get that. Mike, Mike has something I to say. <laughs> Medea. Oh, God. <laughs> and Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> you had to go there. Are, are you familiar with Jason's love of Medea? <laughs> it's not a love. <laughs> Star and lethal weapon. <laughs> that would be wicked, a remake of Lethal Weapon. Jack, I said one, one thing that was... I actually proved that what I said was right, and they've turned my words, and now they throw it in my face every friggin' week. Not every week. We didn't last week. No. No, we didn't. No. No. Uh, I know. I so felt dirty up for it now. 
At Jason's love of Medea is uh, legendary. It's, that one little thing that he said is uh, Medea Christmas and the Hobbit. Gee, it'll be close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He actually thought Medea no. was going to get close to the box office numbers that the Hobbit was. Yeah, I actually. Oh, oh, oh what happened? Your mic's fight. Your mic just got turned off there, Jason. I don't know how that happened. I actually listened back to the episode. I quoted like the timestamp of what I said. I said that Medea would be second. I never said it would be close. I said it would be second. Okay. And it was. <laughs> saying Medea is going to be second, opening up against the Hobbit, is like saying, oh, water's wet. Really? <laughs> but I said it, and you keep turning it otherwise. Wow, because it's such a ridiculous <laughs> statement. <laughs> and to hang your hat on. <laughs> I can't win. I don't no, know why I try. See what we have to deal with here, Jack? This is just... Uh. Yeah, but I, I love that concept of Medea and Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> remake a lethal weapon. I mean, I, that's amazing. We got to get on the phone. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> this is just money waiting to be printed right there. <laughs> Somebody in Hollywood. Although, all right, so I, I did read something cool about Daniel Day-Lewis. Right? Okay. And I, I can't remember when he did this, but... They, was he won the Oscar for My Left Foot? Yep. Um, I think he did in the name of the father. You know, he had his little run there in the early '90s, and then he quit acting for a couple of years to go work in a wood shop. He just he, he wanted to just go work in a wood shop, and he wanted to take a break from acting. And I just I mean you, you, you dig that you know, and then it's you know so it's for him it's about it's about the art, and that's what I love about Daniel Day Lewis. You know, that's why I don't I don't think you ever will see him. And, and that's in, fine. You know, a, a lethal weapon type of film. I mean, not unless this guy. Yeah. I just. Oh, I think I lost you guys. Oh, oh no, we're no. here. Yeah, we're bouncing back okay. and forth. <laughs> and and that's fine. And he, that you know, that's his place, and that's what he wants to do, and that's fine. I just, as a fan, as a consumer, mm-hmm. I would like to see a little something different. But it, and you he know doesn't what? have to, you know. I agree with you, but the wrong, a different actor. Um, I'll say that about Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is, it, it's at a point now where I can't watch him. I can't watch him. I don't, I don't want to see any more of the, the crazy, bizarre characters, you know, where he looks at the camera and then does the, the look from left to right, like he knows something that the audience doesn't know, or, you know, it's just, I, it's, it's like, but Johnny Depp now, I want to see him play a real guy. You know, I want to see him maybe, you know, he's just a guy going through a divorce or something. It's, it's like we get it that you can do, you know, uh, Lone Ranger and Pirates of the Caribbean and all these zany characters. But to me, and I, and I don't think I'm the only one that feels that way. It's almost like I can't connect with him now because he's too out there. Well, it'd be nice to see something like The Secret Window. Way yes. back when. I was just thinking yeah. of that one. Yeah. yeah. You know, or um, there you go. from hell even. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was now. That was a trip. Yeah. That was awesome. But uh, you, you were saying about Daniel Day Lewis, how he stopped acting to go into woodworking, wood, wood shop. That's almost like a reverse Harrison Ford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Started out in carpentry and got into acting. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at Daniel Day Lewis's uh, filmography. And he is the kind of person, just from looking at it, that he really picks out his roles. You know, it's not that he just jumps on a film 
he yeah. has to be behind the film. Because um, yeah, I think he's only done like nine movies, if if I'm correct. Um, they have a list here of twenty nine, but uh, a lot uh, of them are were the, those like bit parts before he hit it big. Yeah, because you have to remember this is everything. So this is like a 1979 TV show called Shoestring he was in and stuff like that. I'm just trying to bounce forward, and it looks like Unbearable Lightness of Being is when he really started. Okay. And since then, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 movies. Okay. Okay. So there you go. And how many? Yeah, and Oscar then if you go check out his Wikipedia page, you'll see what I was talking about with the woodshop stuff. I I died when I read that. I was like, all right, this <laughs> that's unreal. I never realized that. Yeah. Because yeah, there, there's huge gaps in between his movies. I mean, I, I think he's a tremendous actor. Uh, Sean Penn. I mean, Sean Penn's amazing. Um, you know, I mean, uh, uh, who else? Uh, and honestly. I mean, Johnny Depp is an amazing actor. I just think he he needs to come back to a place where we can connect with him, if that makes sense. Well, Depp's recent, or his latest movie, he is, is not that by any stretch of the imagination. No. Depp's in a couple of Smith movies. He's in that Tusk and he's in Yoga Hosers. Yep. So Playing the same character in both. Uh, yeah, so Depp, Depp hasn't. Uh, spread his wings, I guess you could say. No, no, French Canadian Manhunter. Uh, Guy Lapointe. <laughs> but it, it it may not be a role that's going to be over the top. Like right. <laughs> well, over the top, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah, wow. right. Yeah. That was right, that right. was something. Yeah, that, oh, I can't stand that, that version. Yeah. yeah. I, I hated Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I, the, I didn't the original mind it. the original was so much better. But see the the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was actually more accurate to the book. But I never that read being the book, said, I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's like I, you were saying, I, Jack. Like that that is his over the top character, you know? Where yeah. even I loved Sleepy Hollow, but he was that same kind of eccentric. Of Sleepy Hollow. That was great. Yeah, but they have those scenes where he's got the multiple glasses on and he's trying to look around, and just like you said. Mm. never. I don't think I ever saw that one either. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, Sleepy Hollow is a good movie, but yeah, and I, I apologize, guys. You, you, you were cutting out every other word on that. Um, but yeah, it, I agree. I, I love Sleepy Hollow, the movie, but you're right. It's like he, he does that thing where he looks around, you know? But I think that was the beginning of it. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. That seemed to have been the beginning of the Johnny Depp eccentric characters with Sleepy Hollow. Because before that, they were somewhat normal. That yes. one is when he first got into yes. the, the, the glasses and the physical part of it. And that was Burton, wasn't yeah. it? Yep. That was yeah, yeah, let's blame Burton. Burton made him crazy. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it, they're all Tim Burton movies where yeah. he goes wonky. <laughs> well, except for Iron Ranger. And Pirates. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, it's not just him. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'd love to find out, though, if the uh, rumors are true with Tim Burton and Beetlejuice being oh. a sequel coming out. Yeah, what is that? Are they talking about doing a uh, – they're going to do a sequel? That's yes. what I've heard. They're, they're in talks with Tim Burton and Michael Keaton. Yeah, they've been oh, wow. toying around with the idea of what Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. 
Oh. <laughs> oh, I didn't need to hear that. Oh. I, I've heard that title mentioned like three or four times. <laughs> That's just painful. <laughs> like, it hurts yeah, physically. Good God. No, 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 no. Don't go there. <laughs> now, McGee and Daniel Day Lewis, Lethal Weapon. Yes. <laughs> With Beetlejuice. Yes. Oh, a special cameo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sure, we're going to throw Beetlejuice is the villain. And then you could have, you know, Bilbo Baggins wander in and say, Jan, I wish my show was as cool as this one. <laughs> yeah, this is probably why we don't write for Hollywood. Ah, that could be one of the reasons. <laughs> you think? Uh, yeah, our connection keeps cutting in and out, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I'm kind of in and out on the conversation. It, it's like it, I can hear you fine for a minute and then it cuts out. Yes, we notice that because when you start talking, it's almost like you got a serious stutter. Because it dot, 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 dot. <laughs> it's just the internet, but pesky internet. <clears throat> well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, that's why it's like I'm not, I'm not like completely in on the conversation because it's gotten in and out. Yes. Well, maybe we can wrap it up for this point and reschedule and reschedule another one if you want to come back oh, or not. Maybe. <laughs> Good God! Yeah, oh, I would love to. I, oh, I have a blast with you guys. Maybe. Anytime you want to have me on, I, I'd love to come back. Oh, you got it, Jack. Because yeah, it is a blast sitting here talking like this. There's dead silence. Oh crap! He really hates us. You made him angry. <laughs> Jason, what'd you do this time? Okay, Jack. Well, thank you so much for uh, being on our show. <laughs> what is that? Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was it was fun. Okay, and we will definitely reschedule. Okay. All right, sounds great, guys, and uh, and hey, good luck this uh, weekend when you shoot. Oh yes, it's going to be a fun one. <laughs> I love doing it. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Keep me posted. Let me know how it goes. You got it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Have a good night. Thanks. Bye, Jack. Bye, Jack. All right. Bye, bye. There we go. You and your shitty internet connections. No kidding. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. That is. And well. Hmm. But I love having him on the show. Absolutely. Man, priceless. Absolutely. Hmm. Wonder if he's looking for a job. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> he's too far away. He can't sit in this chair. Skype. Skype. You obviously see we can get him here. <laughs> yeah, but that no, 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 no. Once you're fired, we can take your pay, roll it into Rob's. Uh, I get paid? Dude, shh. Sh oh. I mean, once we get the bonuses in. I Damn it. Dude. Sorry, Dave. Don't tell him. I was wondering why you guys had new cars. <laughs> no, that was a gift. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Ignore the California plates. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> yeah, Jason's still looking for his. Yeah. <laughs> I keep checking my mailbox every day. <laughs> you look in your car. mailbox for a car? That's a big fucking mailbox. <laughs> no kidding. People call that a garage. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a mailbox. Same thing. If your mailman's in your garage, uh, you got my, a problem. My mailbox is under the carport. Oh, he's reaching. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> All right. So, uh, with our time left that we got, let's uh, talk about what we've seen. Yes. So, I'll start with me because 
I have, my list is relatively short this doesn't week. doesn't matter. I'm starting with me. Go ahead. Don't you? Don't you I always let you guys go you. first anyways. You let us? Oh, let, thank you. <laughs> Jack, I, I, come back. <laughs> I liked it better when you were here. I really appreciate your, your, your altruism <sighs> to let Rob and I talk on the podcast that we invited you on to. <laughs> He's so nice to us. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I've been told I don't have any power at all, uh, period, anymore. You've edited audio, now editing video, so... That's right. But I'll point out I wasn't even editing the video part. Oh. That's... So I was already above. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep -er. Anyways. Oh, um, thanks, Rob. I've uh, discovered the t the reality TV show, The Quest. Oh, yes. <laughs> the Quest? Oh, my God. The Quest, yeah. Whatever. It's basically... You take the FCA, and you take all reality TV game shows that have ever done, and then you slap a storyline in between the two of them, and it makes for a gigantic fantasy, SCA, role-playing, LARP, reality TV game show. This is a show about 12 paladins. Oh, you're going to do the opening, aren't you? <laughs> Where get These 12 paladins have been chosen by the fates to defend the kingdom and this castle of Sanctum. What's the... Everwoods. No. What? Everrealm. Everrealm? Ah, yeah. oh, damn it. Everrealm. <laughs> okay. Where is this show? TV. What a channel? ABC. Uh, ABC? A really? I've never heard of it. Uh, and in the first episode, the 12 paladins... Hello, hello, hello. Yeah. No, Jack's gone. Don't wave it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> In this first episode, the 12 paladins are brought to the castle. Which is the most epic castle ever. <laughs> well, even getting to the castle, these all the, they, they get the 12 contestants together and they bring them together. They have to go through the underworld. Through the sewers. Through the sewers. Through... They, there's, uh, there's a fairy. The fairy. Then they come up through the tunnel. They're in the new, the the ever realm, world of ever realm. This is uh, an alternate universe. Mm -hmm. And they're chased through the the Marwood by people on horses. Yeah, all through the night when they're completely exhausted and covered in mud and stuff like this, they come through the forest. And then they see Sanctum. The this castle. Is the, this, I, I did some research. This is shot in Austria. That is a real castle. Holy crap. Yeah. So then they get there, and the first thing that happens is you're expecting, oh, the 12 paladins, they're here to save us. No. What are you doing here? Get in this room. We're taking your guide. So they shove the 12 people in a room. Automatically, they're thinking, oh, we have to escape. No, we have to wait. No, let's wait while we escape. They're just throwing these plans together. All right. And then uh, finally, the guy comes back, says, "Okay, they're your responsibility." That's the visor, yeah. are, the uh, vizier, vizier. And uh, so, from that point on, they are now have to be tested to see who the one true hero is that will defend the realm. Oh, the okay. first, the first test is combat training. So you have three people in a team. One person cocks this giant crossbow. The other one runs to grab the arrows and brings them. And the third one is the spotter because it's over a wall. And they have all these dummies on the other side. So they're firing these things. At the same time, knights, people like knights all around are firing mud up into the air at them like they're under combat. 
Huh. Okay. And then the last team, they must pay the penalty. So they go and they face the fates. This is like tribal council. Yep. All right. The three women up there face the fates. They have this spinny table with three dummies on it, all different color. Each one of them has a color, so they start firing. And the one that has the fewest bolts in it is safe. Hmm. The other two, the 11 remaining paladins have to go and vote off one of the paladins. So three people go to tribal council. Mm-hmm. They do a, a contest. The winner of that contest at tribal council is safe. The remainder goes out. They deliberate who should stay. When they come back in, they stand. They actually stand behind the knight that they want to stay. The fates say, turn around. So you actually turn around to see who is... Uh, Oh, for you. So it's not a and not like the anonymous nope. thing like you see in a lot of those shows. Yeah, oh. Wow, that's a nice little twist. And I'm gonna I'm gonna check this out. It's uh, up to its eighth episode right now. Yep. So the first episode aired in January. Wow. Yep. And then the second one aired in August. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a hiatus. I think it was a test. It must have been a, like a, a test pilot episode type thing. And then yeah. Okay. They probably filmed it and then. Cut it together real quick and aired it while it was still show- while it's still recording. Yeah, and now that it's done, they've edited all the episodes and they're showing them. Yeah. As a guy that's in the SEA, watching some of these things just just tickles me. Just like, oh, this is so cool. Are you looking for audition the audition slots? I wish I'd known there was auditions. No, it just it like it came out of nowhere and just. But like some of the. The scenarios with the queen and the, the general and all the other things, they're playing it straight medieval style. Oh, God, yeah. Everybody and, in that castle is in character. So they're full-on LARPing. Yeah. Yeah. And then the contestants, these guys are fantastic because they have suspended their disbelief like nobody's business. The, the la- like One of the last episodes, they said, holy crap, there's a dragon attacking that village. And they're going, oh, shit, a dragon. So the the contestants have bought in to the universe, and they're fantastic. The makeup and the prosthetics are unreal. Like that ogre thing. I have, I've only seen the first episode, but they've shown clips. And they have this ogre thing, and it's super tall, so obviously it's a prosthetic on the guy's shoulders. And it's all remote control activated, so the eyes and the mouth move. And But the agility, that actor in that suit... Like it, it's a really big suit, and this guy was moving around really well in this suit. So either he he's a monster inside that suit, or <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a wicked show. That, I'll have to look that one up. And then, um, like I said, I, I'm on my the last three episodes of this season's Orange is the New Black. That see, that show just keeps getting better and better. There, if you look, the the second season finale has a rating of 9.6 on IMDb. Damn. Wow. And I just read something on the, on Reddit the other day. Uh, Laura Prepon is going to be in every episode of the next of the third season. Uh, yeah. So it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Oh yeah. But like I said, it's just a fantastically. Work series. I really enjoy it. Hmm. I'm, I'm glad I invested in that. And, and waiting for Sons as well. Oh, tomorrow the, night. The actress, uh, Uzu Adobu, plays Crazy Eyes on yep, there. Yep. She won the Emmy for guest spot on a comedy on a comedy series. Really? Yep. 
she was nominated and Lauren uh, Laverne Cox, the uh, the transsexual. Yeah. Yeah. They were both Cox. nominated. <laughs> <laughs> You're making a bad joke, but it, she's playing a transsexual character. She really is a transsexual. So she has a cox. <laughs> nope. Not anymore. Oh. She's post-doc. She's the first transsexual to ever be nominated for an Emmy. There we go. And oh. but, but she lost out to her one of her co-stars. I don't I don't get why they say guest spot when the character's in almost every episode. Yeah. <laughs> but she hands down deserved that Emmy though. So isn't that ironic that her last name's Cox? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just uh, <laughs> sorry. My, my, my wife and I we just chewed through both seeds of that over the last so week and a half. So on Cox. <laughs> 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 it only took an hour and 12 minutes before this really broke down. <laughs> kept it together just in time to get Jack off. The, uh, oh. <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Tell him, Steve Dave. <laughs> it's hard being the only professional one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Okay. That was fantastic. <laughs> well, I've only actually watched documentaries this month. Oh. I watched two of them. What'd you watch? I watched Wordplay, which is actually about the New York Times crossword puzzle editor. Yeah. It is a wicked documentary. Have you ever tried to do the New York Times? No. I don't like crossword puzzles. Me either. I, I've tried my hand on it. At it, the Monday one is frustrating. The Sunday one is impossible. <laughs> Not for these people. Oh, but these people are right geniuses. Because they were doing it in 4.5 or 4.5 minutes. What? <laughs> seconds? Uh, seconds. Yeah, no. The one guy, he was like, he's talking while he's interviewing and stops the clock. Uh, two minutes, 41 seconds. <laughs> Jeez. Holy cow. I am a very stupid man. And then they got right to the tournament they have every year. I've heard of these tournaments, yeah. Yes. And they're unreal. That's me. Uh, the, the documentary, uh, it's called Wordplay. It is awesome. I'll have to look that up. The other one that I watched was called The Record Breaker. And I cannot remember the gentleman's name it's about, but he's in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the most records in the Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? And it starts with him uh, using the world's largest hula hoop. This thing's gargantuan, and he's kind of cranking his body just to keep it going. Oh, oh, yeah. He's in it for uh, catching malt balls in his mouth. He's in it for, uh, what else was he in it for that I can remember? I can't remember. When they started, there was 250-some-odd feats that he's in that book for. Wow. Okay. Wow. And through the course of it, it's only 25 minutes long. But he's getting ready to try and climb, what's it called? Massapequa, the mountain. He wants to climb it. Machu Picchu? There we go. <laughs> I, Benedict Cumberbund lives Okay. <laughs> Doing this while I can kind of... He speaks to Decipher what he's trying to say. But uh, he wanted to try and climb that on stilts. 
Oh, yes. Did he die? Yeah, no, he got turned away by the military. They wouldn't let him do it. (laughs) But at the very end, it says now, as of the making of that film, he's up to over 400 records in the Guinness Book of World Records. Wow. Yep. Is it to the point where the people at Guinness just say, just just, just give it to him? (laughs) Take it. Okay. Fine. But it's a wicked little documentary. Like I said, only 25 minutes long, you know. Just so much fun stuff in there. <laughs> and I forgot, I did watch another one, too, called This is the Lexicon. Um, it's actually, it was uh, produced and directed by my instructor, Kim Johnson. Okay. All right, so she had me watch it. It's six minutes long, but it's about an informational photographer. Informational photographer. Right. Now, you, you watch this, and you see somebody holding dirt, like they're on a farm, so they're holding a plant. He's got his camera, and he hears... And he's moving the lens all over the place. It's like, what the hell is he doing? Well, then it shows his work as he takes all these pictures and mats them together to make one big picture. Oh. And then on the picture itself, he will use the contours and the different land features and write information about the picture. Really? Yeah. It's so amazing. There's the one that just blew my mind. It's a picture of a horse, and there's a tree, and there's a farm in the background. But all along the inside of the horse is written about facts about the horse, you know, because the picture is called Horsepower. Oh, it's just unreal. That's fascinating. Well, he said that the fact my daughter's in college for digital photography, that kind of... Uh... I should get her the link for that, because she will love it. Okay, I'll send her. Yeah. And uh, I'm now... Uh, basically have to watch two more. One's called Fast, Cheap, and... Can't remember. Homework. Yep. And the other one is called Grey Gardens. And it's about two people, I guess, that have tons of cash, but they're living homeless in this area. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, That one sounds familiar. Does it? Yes. I I can't remember where I heard heard word about it. Or I caught a little bit on something on TV well, or something. That, I, I don't know. It sounds very familiar. That's a phenomenon. That's a very real phenomenon where a lot of people have, like, they do have money, but they'll live the homeless lifestyle. To save it. Yeah. yeah. It's almost a compulsion. Ah. Let me see here. Oh, that's cool. That's interesting. Well, what about you there? Uh, well, short list, uh, uh, Orange is the New Black. We already talked about that. Yep. Fast, cheap, and out of control. That's what it's called. Oh, okay. Fast, cheap, and out of control. <clears throat> All right. I have finally watched Monty Python's Life of Brian. <gasps> what? It was the one Monty Python movie I'd never watched. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. I just never got to it. And Which man. Life of Brian. Brian. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't, I wasn't listening to it. <laughs> Life of Brian is good. Yeah. It's funny. Always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was It was absolutely. There's a reason why it's always at people's top of their money oh, yeah. list. Um, I rewatched, in my opinion, the best movie of 2013. Oh, there we go. Easy. Now you see me. What happened to Elysium? No. I do remember that. This was the best sci-fi. But Now You See Me was my pick as the best movie of 2013. All around. All around. Phenomenal movie. I I actually watched it twice because I caught it twice on the movie network and I couldn't turn it off. <laughs> and I looked up and they're, I think they're aiming for late 2015 for the sequel. <clears throat> it's called Now You Don't? 
Yeah, oh, no. Don't see me again. <laughs> finally, Wait, sat, I'm not here. Finally, sat down <laughs> with the wife. <laughs> there it isn't. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I don't see why that one won't work. <laughs> finally, sat down with the wife and watched Hunger Games: Catching Fire. Mm. Having read the books, it was phenomenal. Mm. They've done a really good job with those movies with is, the books. Is that the second one? Yes. Okay. Is she naked in that one? No, we really talked about, about the happening. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care about it then. <laughs> but it was it was absolutely absolutely uh, should have watched it a long, way long ago because it was it was really good, really in my opinion, really true to the books. They're they're hitting all the right notes with those. Yeah, it bugs me that they're putting Mockingjay in two parts. Well, everybody's I, doing. I know yeah, and, well, and money grab and all about this, but it's it's. All a matter of the bank. And, but I am looking forward to seeing Mockingjay now. Knowing what's what's to come, I'm really anxious to see what they do with it. So it was it was excellent. Cool. And my morbid curiosity finally got to me. I know Rob kind of warned against it. Human centipede? No. No, no, no not, not nearly that level. <laughs> now, I finally watched Don John. Oh, <laughs> you would have been better off with a human centipede. <laughs> See, if you could edit that down to the scene with uh, him and ScarJo in the hall, that movie's phenomenal. <laughs> Just that scene. Now, and I would have paid 10 bucks. <laughs> not a great movie. I admit that. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed what he was trying to go with it because Joseph Gordon-Levitt made the whole movie. He wrote it, directed, starred, blah, blah, blah. So it's a pity, like... <clears throat> No, I, I I can appreciate what he was going for, and I liked I liked him in it. I liked him in it. I liked ScarJo in it. I thought the characters. He I liked in it. You watch him. That was all Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> he was channeling him, and Holy it worked. It worked. He was freaking possessed by him. I, I enjoyed it though. <laughs> I I enjoyed his the acting in it. I enjoyed the characters. Week after week, his credibility goes down. Yeah. I didn't know I had credibility to begin with, so... I know, you don't. So, see, it just keeps digging. It's lower now. (laughs) Whatever. Like I said, that one one scene in there was awesome. It it was, yes. Good Good to know the apathy is still alive and well. (laughs) You know, it's actually been a very cool experiment because I'll bought that on DVD, and you can now turn it over and see exactly where that scene is encoded. (laughs) (laughs) And the sad thing is, it's not even a nude scene. No. Oh See, I don't even know what you're talking about because I haven't tortured myself oh. to watch it yet. Dude, just for that, just I'll get you the time codes. <laughs> <laughs> you can probably find it on YouTube oh, by now. You said you could, also, you could find naked pictures of Scarjo online, so I can just trump that all together. Anyways, we got to get to the plugs. Plug away. I got nothing, just... Issues at home, so my issues at home. Share, brother. No, there's nothing to share. Just no, you just brought it up. Then. No, it's a I'm cry for saying, help. No, it's I not hear you. No. I feel you, no. brother. I give me. What are you trying love. to faith heal me? <laughs> no, give me. No. That, amen. No, I've taken a chop from you before. Oh, no, big baby. Oh, it's making my chest hurt just thinking about oh, it. Damn it, big baby. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. All right. No. uh... Uh, September 28th, GWN Wrestling in Hamilton at the Ukrainian Cultural Center. Uh, me and CK Savage. No DQ match now. Oh. Yes. And I'm going on a zebra hunt. <laughs> Let's watch out for those refs. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I said, there's a ref. He decided he was uh, feeling a little saucy. Oh. Until he found out that uh, <clears throat> he's refing my match. <laughs> now he can't get out of it. So what you do is you rip Savage's leg off and beat the ref with it. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. And I said, uh, 1.30 bell time, UCC, Kellensworth Ave in Hamilton, Ontario. Fun for the whole family. And uh, then what, like two days later, you got to do it again? Pretty fun much. for the whole family, just not the ref. That's right. Yeah, the ref's family, <laughs> you might want to steer clear of that one. Uh, then October 5th, back in Simcoe, that's a week later. And then uh, I'm not sure what's going on with that. Because somebody told me card is subject to change. Uh oh. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was supposed to be. Uh, That's I what guess I your thought. Your former friend. Too. That's yeah. what I thought too. Oh. So. I don't know what's going on. Then back, uh, back in Hamilton, November thirtieth. Yeah, end of November. Uh, me versus Turbo Ned Tyson. He was the guy. He had the belt. Broke his hand real bad, had to surrender the belt. Now he says that he didn't lose the belt to me, and he's coming to try and get his belt back, and I'm going to break his hand even worse. All right. So, <laughs> well, so you got to have goals. That's right. Said he thought his hand was hurt the last time. So what about you there, uh, Jax? Nothing going on with me. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing, just hanging. <laughs> Actually, I have to get a hold of you and Christina with a C. Yeah. And her loving husband. Yeah. And uh, plot out filming for uh, my new documentary. What? Yes. What? For school. Oh. It's for school. Christina, the nudity's for school. <gasps> school. That's right. She might be the only one naked, but it's for school. <laughs> it's always for school. Now, I have to do a documentary, and we're going to do it on uh, a peek inside the SCA. Ow. Yeah. If only you knew some... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I know Christina. Yeah. Yes. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to shoot me with an arrow, so I know she's good at it. Yeah. Oh, you get like a true 3D effect right at the camera. Yeah, I'll be behind it, yeah. <laughs> Looks <laughs> <laughs> like it's coming right. <laughs> <laughs> Neat tumble effect as the camera goes flying. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's Rob's dead body. <laughs> oh, oh show over. <laughs> Nudge him with your toe a little bit. You okay, buddy? It's just one arrow. You live. Yeah, then Sebastian gets in on the act. <laughs> Damn it. And he's better. Yeah, that's what scares me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there won't be any nude scenes. Maybe they'll play tic-tac-toe with it. Oh. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> we need to stop this conversation. <laughs> oh, no. We're doing fine. Yep. But uh, once I get that all put together, I'm going to use it for uh, cosplay and see if they want to use it for SCA for anything. Probably. Mm-hmm. Nice little promo video. Yep. Yep. And, uh, oh, CKX? Yeah. In May. Said, I also got another podcast I got to plug. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in my my SCA persona, I said I have uh, joined forces with uh, Captain Crunch 
Barracker Silfrey and Area Octavia. And uh, my, me, myself, as Vidfari Sigmason, we're doing the Hats and Bats podcast. Where did that name come from? Because you wear steel hats and you swing baseball bats at each other. Sounds like a night in Detroit. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, they are out of Windsor. Yeah. Yep. So. Good point. Yeah, we're just uh, waiting on getting an interview. There's uh, something in the water. You know, uh, <laughs> bodies. <laughs> no, we're just we're uh, just securing an interview with one of the knights, and we're gonna put that into the podcast, and that should be up either this week or next week for sure. Not good to segregate, dude. What's that? Not good to segregate. If you interview the knights, you need to interview the days. Oh well. We'll get those in there as well. We'll alternate. You really need your comedy flags, dude. (laughs) Does he ever? (laughs) Anyways, that's what I got going on. Okay. Remember Bad House, Flashback Fridays, Hats and Bats. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm going to have to start calling you Kevin soon. If only I had his money. (laughs) (laughs) Or Uwe Bull. Yeah. Falling over the piles of it to get out the door. Speaking of which, did you get a hold of Dave about that one thing? Many times about yeah. one thing. You know, the Flashback Friday, the one that Jason's not involved in. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yes. God, Actually, yeah, no, yeah. I haven't had a chance to do that right we, now. It's got to be getting real close. Yes. Anyways, themoviemadhouse.com. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, themoviemadhouse at gmail.com for email. Hey, which at which works. works. Shut up. Hey, at themoviemadhouse on Twitter. Go ahead. Just saying the Gmail works. It does work. We, our discussion regarding the, the, the sons, the criminal activity, ah, glorifying, just came, that came right off of Gmail. Yeah, we, we glanced right off of that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we should dive a little deeper onto it. Well, I, 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 I wanted to get more in-depth with the interview with Jack. Yeah. So that it was good to get his opinion on it as a active living director. Yeah. So now... Maybe next show we can yeah, we'll get a little we'll slip back to it. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll take another swing. Yeah. All right. So for this week of the Movie Madhouse, this has been Mike, Jason, and Rob. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. See ya.